0: Praise God. Favorite passage of mine. I, I I read it quite a bit, and um, it's a it's 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 just a powerful scripture. Um, the 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 background to the scripture is is uh, it's it's really sad. It's a sad testimony on Israel. You you know God was constantly. God is a merciful God. At this point, Judah, they've been so disobedient to God. Uh, th- God kept telling them, listen, I love you and follow me. And what What happened to Israel is what I'm teaching in my Old Testament background class right now they were polluted by the culture that they lived in. So they saw idol worship, so they wanted to idol worship. They saw prosperity, they wanted to be prosperous. Right? But they, they knew that they had to bow down to certain gods, the god of the Amorites and Murdoch and all these different gods that they had made. But this was the same Israel that God had brought out of slavery. 430 years in slavery. Are you with me? And so God keeps keeps playing with them. God keeps saying, "Listen, listen y'all, listen, listen y'all. Follow me, I love you." I mean I'm trying to figure out how many of you God is saying that. We we just put them to the side till Sunday. We just kind of like, you know, what, what God keeps saying, I love you. I have a plan for you. You're in this mess. And I'm trying to make a masterpiece. Amen. I'm trying to bless you in spite of the mess. Amen. But you keep getting out of boundaries. You keep getting out of bounds. So, Jeremiah, that's the history. Jeremiah now writes... And God now, because of what I just said, God says to Jeremiah, okay, God would, when he, the way he deals with Jeremiah, he would give Jeremiah illustrations, pictures, just like I used the illustration just now about being drunk. Amen. Now, if you came in at the end, you'd be like, what pastor talking about being drunk, Bob? See, God would use pictures. And illustrations to show Jeremiah and show the people what they were like. You got me? So we find that God told Jeremiah to go down to the potter's house. Come on. Amen. Matter of fact, I'm going to read from verse 1. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, arise and go down to the potter's house. And there I will announce my words to you. Listen, you can't get a word just sitting at home. Amen. He says, then I went down. There he is. He went down to the potter's house. And he was making something on the wheel. Everybody ever seen a a pottery? Okay, you're right. He says, go down to the potter's house. And God was making, tell your neighbor, he was making something. Amen, watch this now. Amen. you with me? Watch this. But the vessel that he was making of clay was spoiled in the hand of the potter. You are the clay. He's the potter. Are you with me? You are on his time zone, on his wheel. I'm going to say it one more time. You are the clay. I know you thought it was your life. He is the potter. We are the clay. He says, so he, what did he do? He saw it was false. so what did he do, y'all? He remade it into what? Tell your neighbor, God is trying to change me into something else. As it pleased, as it what? Please who? You? Verse 5, then the word of the Lord came to me. Can I not, O house of Israel, deal with you as the potter does, declares the Lord. Behold, like clay in the potter's hands, hand, so are you in my hand. Tell your neighbor God can do it. Tell your neighbor from a mess. To an extreme makeover. Amen. 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 Jeremiah. Jeremiah. God sends Jeremiah down to the potter's house. God says, I'm making something. Last week I talked about from a mess to a masterpiece. But what I found out with most masterpieces, as it ages, amen, it needs every now and then some touch-ups, amen. Oftentimes in our lives, amen, we don't really know, but we need a makeover. Makeovers are cool amen. Everybody, amen. Every now and then, we need to experience a makeover. Amen. It's amazing in America today, the average person moves more frequently because of opportunities, because they want a new start. They don't want to stay where they are and experience a makeover they would rather leave the past behind and start new there's nothing wrong with starting new but this life that god has given you you can't amen start new all the time at some point you're gonna have to sit down and you're gonna have to look at the foundation of your life and realize that maybe you need a makeover I wish I had somebody. It it, it could be that uh, change is good, but I want to say to somebody here today, ha- have you ever thought about giving your spiritual life a makeover? Ha- have you ever thought about giving your life, period, a makeover? See, a lot of times we find ourselves in a mess and we feel like we're stuck, but God says, I want to give you not just a makeover, but an extreme makeover. Touch your neighbor and say, that's for me. Amen. God will take us from our mess, and he'll give us an extreme makeover in our hearts. And as I told you, Judah had lost their way. They they were worshiping idols. They They were living a life, amen, that was out of the will of God. Can I I say this? God had been so good to Judah, and yet Judah kept on turning their backs on God. I don't know about you, but, but oftentimes there are times where we can lose our way. There are times when we don't even know what we need, but I thank God that through the passage of Scripture today, God shows us that our lives really is in his hands. I thank God for the Old Testament because the Old Testament's about pictures. The New Testament is the intellect, but the Old Testament's written with pictures in mind. And when we look at the scripture, amen, we find out that, that if, you look, if you look at chapter 17, verse 1, it says the sin of Judah is written down with an iron stylus, with a diamond point. It is engraved upon the tablet of their heart. In other words, what God was saying that, you know, Judah's sin had been not just written, it was engraved. Uh, it wasn't just written, it was tattooed. It was permanent. In other words, their change was so difficult for them that their sin had been so ingrained in them it was so hard. Have you ever met this person that hard to change? Some say, I live with somebody like that right now. <laughs> amen. And, you, and look, look, you you done gave them all the tools. You done gave them all come on, somebody. You done prayed with them. You done talked to them. But yet, yet, yet it just seems to me, Amen, that it seems to you like like man, they will never change. Amen. It's because of what's going on right here. And you and I have to ask ourselves a question. Is a lot of what we're going through engraved in us or ingrained in us? I wish I had somebody. Tell your neighbor, I need a makeover. Watch the text. Amen. Look at verse 5 for a minute. See, this is what their problem was. Verse 5 says, Thus says the Lord. Curses the man who what? Trusts in who? So God in chapter 17 is laying out the problem. If we trust more in man than we do God, guess what's going to happen? <laughs> Amen. We will always be what? Disappointed. He says, "Cursed is the man who trusted mankind and who makes flesh his what? Strength. And whose heart. And whose heart. And whose heart. From who? See, a lot of times the issues in our hearts. Amen. And we're wondering, why do I need a makeover? Why am I in this mess? How come I can't get out of this mess? I want to do good. How many want to do good? We all want to do good. But the issue, saints, is in our hearts. And so God tells Jeremiah, listen, Jeremiah, tell them now, if they trust in themselves, can I tell you something? Trust in yourself won't get you so far. But I thank God. That he specializes in makeovers. Come on, somebody. I thank God. Amen. That in spite of. Amen. God is still good. Look at verse 27, verse 17. Watch this. See, God, they had. So watch this. First of all, they had a heart problem. Second of all, they had a trust problem. Amen. Because they were trusting themselves. Have you ever been there? Amen. Where you start trusting your ability. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I need a makeover. I, I need something. Amen. Tell your neighbor, ah, that's why I can't change. <laughs> Amen. Cause the heart has to change. But, but watch this now. Watch this. Watch, watch this. Watch verse 27. But if you do not listen to me to keep my what? What? Uh huh. By not carrying a load and coming in through the gates of Jerusalem on the Sabbath day, then I will kindle what on it, in its gates, and it will devour the places of Jerusalem and not be. In other words, they were, watch this—they were working on the day when they should be worshiping. In other words, they were neglecting worship, and so they had a heart problem. They had a trust problem. Tell your neighbor, they needed a makeover. <laughs> Tell you, that, hold on a minute. I need a makeover. <laughs> Amen. And oftentimes, that's the issue. The issue is a worship issue. The issue is a heart issue. And the issue is a what? Oh, let me see if I can do it one more time. It's a what issue? Heart issue. It's a trust issue. And then ultimately, it's a what kind of issue? God says, you won't keep my Sabbath holy. And so therefore, if you won't keep my Sabbath holy, what I'm going to do is, amen, them same gates that y'all trying to go through, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to destroy them gates. Matter of fact, I'm going to impede your way. I'm going to block you from doing what you tell your neighbor, I need a makeover. Tell your neighbor, we all need a makeover. makeover. Tell your neighbor, we all stand in need of a makeover this morning. Tell your neighbor, I need an extreme makeover. I don't just need a makeover. I need a what? Extreme makeover. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Let me give you these things and we're going to roll on. Jeremiah, then the word of the Lord, verse 1 says, word of the Lord. You know what I love about Jeremiah. Jeremiah was considered one of the weeping prophets. You know why he was a weeping prophet? Because he wept over what God was telling him about his own people. Can I tell you something? God's been good to us. How many of you can testify that God's been good to you? Come on, don't fool me now. I'm talking about he's been good to you. Amen. And all he asks you to do is be on time. All he asks you to do is serve him. All he asks you to do is praise him. All he asks you is to give your life to him. So can I ask a question? Why do we struggle with that? We struggle with giving back God time, talents, and treasures. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, ouch. Go ahead and say ouch. That hurt there, Pastor. Come on now. Quit playing. Quit playing now. Amen. That hurt. And it's supposed to hurt. Because when you think about how good God has been to you, when you think about how far he's brought you, do I have anybody here this morning? God has brought you a long, 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 long way. Come on, somebody. I'm, let me just say this. A mighty long way. A- amen. So let's look at let's look at verse, oh, man. Let's look at verse three. He says, verse three, this is what he says. He says, then I went down. God told him to go down to the potter's house. He obeyed. He says, then I went down to the potter's house. Amen. And there he was what? Making something. You know what I love about that phrase? He's making something. And that something, amen, will turn into something. (laughs) Amen. But watch this. Watch this now. Watch this. The word here, when he says he's making something, the word is yasha in the Hebrew. And the word simply means this, that God already knows what he's making. That the one who's making it knows what the outcome will be. Come on, somebody. In other words, it's preeminently used of God ordaining, watch this, all the physical circumstances in your life. I'm saying one more time. It's God ordaining all of the things that's happening in your life. Are you with me? So if he's powerful, and he is, Amen. That he knows exactly what he's doing. And oftentimes, amen, we try to take our lives back. But God says, I know what I'm doing. You ain't got to help me. Amen. I know what I'm doing. So the first thing is, for this makeover, the first thing is God has a right to make you over. Quit fighting God's work in your life. Amen. Judah had forgotten who they were. And God had to remind them, hey, you didn't get here because of you. I'm making something. Quit messing it up. Come on, somebody. I told you last week, he's making a masterpiece. He moved you from the mess to the masterpiece, but you got to let him make you over. Amen. We don't necessarily see what he's doing, but God knows. And so, therefore, he has the what? The right. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, you need to stop fighting this. Amen. You are on his wheel. And he's making something marvelous. Something magnificent. And he's magnanimous about doing it. I wish I had somebody. That's a big word. Amen. He's magnanimous about making it. Why? That means he's happy about making it. Why? Because he knows what he wants you to become. And so, from the mess to extreme makeover, watch what he says next. He says next, look what he says in verse, same verse. Amen. Verse 4. Verse 4. But the vessel that he was making of what? Clay was what? spore it was what in the what see see we're born in sin and just when we think we're perfect god says listen come here when you get in my hands i'll sh- i i can i can do it i can change you i can transform you but i know what's wrong i know what's really wrong with you come on somebody the doctor may know what's physically wrong with you But God knows what's spiritually wrong with you. God knows what you're dealing with in your heart right now. God knows the pain that you carry. God knows all of this. So here's the thing. Not only does God have the right, but the next thing is, amen, God has a what? Come on, touch somebody and say his reason is right. You know why? You know why he has a reason? Because he doesn't want us to stay the same. Come on, somebody. Can I tell you something? The masterpiece that he was making, he saw some flaws in it. And so, therefore, he said, let me take your light. Let me fix you up a little bit. Let, let, my reason is I want you better. You want to stay bitter, but I want you better. You want to stay broken, but guess what? I want to make you best, the best. Come on, somebody. You want to stay where you are right now. God says, I want to move you up. Why? Because I know what I'm making. Do I have anybody? We know that we're in a mess. But the problem is, amen, we don't remain in his hands long enough, amen, amen, for him to fix our flaws. So God has a right. God has a what? A reason. God will not. You know what I love about God? Here's the thing. Why does he keep pleading with Judah? Why does he keep begging them to come back? Come on, somebody, because of the promise that he made to Abraham. And watch this. And God, whether you want to believe it or not, he will not leave you in your mess. He will not forsake you in your mess, but he will make you over. And watch this. You and I have to get good with the makeover. You and I got to come to a place where we realize that we can't fix our lives. That the reason that I'm in this mess right now is because I trust in my own self. Amen. I lean to my own understanding. But I thank God this morning that he had the right to this makeover. He has a reason to make you over. So look what the text says. So he remade it into what? Into another vessel. In other words, when God is through with you, you're not even going to recognize yourself. Tell your neighbor when God is through with me. Tell your neighbor when God is through with me. Hallelujah to his holy name. I thank God that he had a reason. But the next thing is, God is ready to make you over. I, I, I'm going to say it like this. He didn't ask if you were ready. <laughs> he says, I'm ready. He says, while he's making you right now, why do you think some of the stuff is happening in your life right now? Amen. Watch this. And you fighting this makeover, boy. You Listen, 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 listen. You still want to want to wear bell bottoms. God said, listen, listen, listen. You still want to wear plaid. God said, listen, I know it's coming back. But guess what? Tell your neighbor it's time for change. God's trying to make you over. <laughs> Amen. But he ain't asking permission. He ain't asking no permission. He said, look, I, I'm making you. Oh, and I caught. You know what a mighty God we serve. He catches our flaws. He sees what's wrong. Lord, have mercy. And he's ready to do it. Watch this. This When he says remade, the word has the idea to reestablish you, to return you back. Come on, somebody. Amen. To take you, to restore you. He wants to reestablish you. He wants you to recover from your mess. Are you with me? Tell your neighbor I'm ready. The question is if, if God is ready, are you ready? Now, I know I told you to say but are you ready? See because watch this this is not a this is not an easy process. But in the hands of the master. Come on somebody. In the hands of the potter. In the hands of the potter. Come on. I'm going to say it one more time. In the hands of the potter. Your life can be made over. God had the right, God had the reason, God is ready. But look what the text says right at the bottom. Right at the bottom of that verse 5. Verse 6, he says, he made into another vessel as it what? Pleased. The what? So God had a right. God had a reason. God is ready. What's the next point? As it pleased. So if God is pleased to make you over, why aren't you rejoicing this morning? I I know stuff is hard right now, but can I tell somebody something? The reason God is rejoicing is because the word pleased is in the perfect tense. You ready for this? The perfect tense is simple action that continues in the present, from the past, in the present, and in the future. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor... That means I got potential. In other words, God knows what he's doing. He's rejoicing before my change. And that's the reason why he doesn't give up on me. I wish I had somebody. See, you'd give up on me because I act a fool today. But God sees the future... And what he's remaking, he already sees it. So watch this. So he knows the end of the story. Whereas in the middle of the story, you may kick me to the curb, but God is rejoicing because he knows what you will become. That's the beauty of God. That's the beauty of serving an immutable God, an eternal God, an infinite God. A God who knows everything. Come on, somebody. A God who's everywhere. Hey, all the time. God makes you over. Tell your neighbor it's done. You don't have to go back to your mess. But it's amazing how long you live in your mess. That you return to your mess. And you ever notice that when you go back to your mess? Amen. Amen. Nobody wants nothing to do with you no more. It feels worse than before because you have moved from a mess to an extreme makeover. Are you with me? I'm almost done. God has a right. God has a, right. a reason. God is what? Ready. And God is rejoicing. But I like verses 5 and 6. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Can I not, O house of Israel, tell your neighbor, deal with me, Lord? Can I ask you a question? Who can deal with you in your bad attitude? I'm just asking. Who? 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 He said, Can I? I know you smile, and look cute, and all that, but baby, baby. Amen. I'm going to say it one more time. Amen. Whoo Lord. Can I say something? God can deal with you. You think you're bad. you so bad. You Listen, listen. You're so bad, you're bad to the bone. But touch your neighbor and say, neighbor. God can deal with you. Can I not deal with you, O house of Israel? I already told you what they're doing, right? Watch this. Declares the Lord, behold. Like what, clay? Yeah, in the potter's hands. So are you, Judah, Israel, Pookie, Ray Ray, (laughs) Mookie, Pookie, whatever you want to call your boo thing. Oh, God gonna deal with you, and they'll be trying to use that at home now. Talking about God gonna deal. Don't be trying to use that. on. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute now. Hold on a minute. God can deal with you. You bad. You so bad. But I know somebody better. I know somebody who can make you better though. Watch this. The last point is. God can reach us in our mess. To give you or to give us an extreme makeover. The word like is a contrasting word. The imagery is beautiful. The imagery is that when God sees me in my mess, the difference is you see me in my mess and you say, I'm going to pray for you. You you pity me sometimes in my mess. But when God sees me in my mess, he can do something about it because I am in his hands. Oh, Lord, make me over again. Oh, Lord, like 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 clay in your hands, Lord. Lord, you now see a lot of us, you ever you ever start doing something? And then everything just falls apart. That's the makeover. You're not running your life. He has the right. He has the right. I'm going to say it one more time. He has the right. But you know why? Because he created us. Listen to this. The Extreme Home, uh, Home Makeover is an American reality television series. Providing home improvements for the less fortunate families, and communities in school. The show, uh, each episode, it features a family that has faced some sort of recent and ongoing hardship, such as a natural disaster or a family member with life-threatening illness in need of new hope. God has his own extreme makeover show hosted by Jesus Christ. Co-host by the Holy Spirit. And if you're in need of hope this morning, (laughs) you got to call him, (laughs) And he'll send you a whole team. Usually on the show, they'll send contractors. They'll send plumbers. They'll send people. And if they can't remodel the home, they'll build you a brand new one. I want to tell somebody that we have a building. Not made with hands. Come on, somebody. Eternal in heaven. And what God is trying to do this morning, he's trying to give you an extreme makeover. Give God a hand clap praise.